Northwest Ohio, are you tired of just surviving? Are you ready for some fresh ideas? You've come to the right place. The Thrive Tribe 419 podcast features local experts in wellness and experiencing the best life has to offer in the Midwest. Let's thrive together. Hey Tribe, this is Rose and you're listening to episode 15 of the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast, Happiness and Yoga with Erin Wiley. But before we get started, I wanted to tell you um, some good news. We officially have an official website. The website is at thrivetribe419.com. So if you'd like to check it out, uh, head over there and give me some feedback. It's still a work in progress. I promise you it is not perfect yet and not everything is posted that I uh, plan to put up there. But um, if you're interested, check it out. Let me know what you think. So our guest today is Erin Wiley. She is a licensed professional clinical counselor. She's a mental health therapist at the Willow Center She has a private practice in Maumee, Ohio, where her focus is marriage and family therapy, adolescence, addictions, women's issues, and mood disorders. She has extensive training in marriage counseling from the Gottman Institute in Seattle, Washington. She has spoken as a therapist for many groups, including Mercy Weight Management Clinic, Toledo Mothers of Twins Club, and Momentum Momentum Parenting Group. She volunteered for many years as a crisis counselor with Life Support, a free group counseling program at Cedar Creek Church. Erin has taught undergraduate classes at both Michigan State University and Davis College. Working as a clinical counselor is Erin's second career. Previously, she was a junior high teacher and a community organizer for the Hosts Reading Program. She works part-time at Toledo Christian Schools, conducting educational and psychological testing and evaluation of K-12 grade students. Erin is an on-air consultant for news stories at WTVG 13 ABC Toledo. Her articles on mental and emotional health can be read in the Toledo Free Press, Toledo Business Review, and Sylvania Life, and Mommy Life magazines, and she was recently featured in an article on Newsweek. She attended Bowling Green State University, where she earned her MA in mental health counseling. Her internship was served at Devlack Hall Women's Residential Drug and Alcohol Treatment Facility, where she earned certification as a chemical residency counselor. She's licensed as a clinical counselor through the Ohio Counselor, Marriage, and Family Therapist, and Social Work Board. Phew, I'm out of breath. Erin <laughs> um, is also a online mom friend of mine. Um, so we sort of have supported each other through a couple of things. Hey, Erin. Hello. How are you, Rose? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for being here this evening. We're going to jump right in and yeah, we're going to jump right in and get started. Um, So happiness has been a topic that's been requested quite a few times for this podcast. And I was so happy to find somebody who could talk about this. Um, and I was really intrigued by the, um, idea that yoga can really influence someone's happiness and their overall 
mental state. And um, as a therapist, do you think that you could give us some examples of some specific psychological issues that yoga could actually help with? Yeah, for sure. I mean, right off the bat, definitely um, the cold and flu of mental health, depression and anxiety. And so most people at some time in their life will struggle with at least some depression or anxiety, depending on the severity. Um, but I think when people are depressed in particular, the instinct is to be still and to sit and isolate. And so as a therapist, I'm always trying to encourage people who are struggling with depression to get up and move their bodies. Um, we can get some good dopamine going if we can just get them to move their bodies. But it is a struggle, uh, like I tell people, when you are super depressed and you feel like you are at the bottom of a muddy pit, clawing your way out on your own is really difficult. And so you need tools. And one of those tools for sure is um, exercising. Yeah, I totally agree. I remember the first time I went to a yoga class and I was just expecting to like, I don't know, stretch my muscles and do some breathing and everything. But right. I was so surprised when I walked out of that yoga class, how much better I felt. It, it was like such an uplifting feeling. I, I remember being so excited about the way I felt. Um, and I called a friend of mine and I said, Susan, this is amazing. Cause she and I had both been having some chronic health problems at that time. And we had both been a little bit depressed and we were kind of talking talking to each other about it. And I called her and I said, Susan, I just went to a yoga class and it was so amazing. And I feel so good. And you have to come with me. So she went with me the second time and we were hooked. I mean, it, it changed our lives. And that was when I really, I yeah, that's when I fell in love with yoga. I was just so impressed. <laughs> and it was, I don't know, maybe a 50 minute class. It wasn't even an hour, mm -hmm. but the difference yeah, so it made awesome. for me. And then I craved yeah, it. Sure. That's so good. It's great to develop a habit like that. Um, and so, yeah, like what you were saying with your friend, depression, um, you really do benefit from as the social aspect, too, if you're doing it as a group. So just getting out of your house and getting around a group of people and moving your body in a positive way um, that's like you described, uplifting, that you're doing something meaningful and beautiful with your body. Um, that doesn't hurt your body. I think that's powerful. Also, I think um, for people who struggle with anxiety, and the truth is all people have anxiety, you know, and so a lot of people end up at one point or another struggling with it. Um, for people who are anxious and get worked up easily or are worriers, yoga does a great job of slowing down your thoughts and keeping you in the moment, um, which is really important when it comes to anxiety. I tell my um, anxious patients that I see for therapy, anxiety happens when we're focusing on something in the past that we did, that we're beating ourselves up over, or, or that we failed to do, or we regret not doing, or anxiety takes place because we are in the future and we're forecasting the bad things that probably won't happen, but we're getting ourselves all worked up. And so being mindful, which of course is like, you know, the buzzword now, but being mindful of where are you in this moment and what's happening in this moment and how can I be connected to my physical self and my spiritual self in this moment and take stock of where I'm at and be connected to that is a really great way to combat anxiety. I love it. 
Hey Tribe, I just wanted to take a moment to tell you about our new sponsor, Naturally Simplified. And I thought this was a great time to talk about this sponsor because a lot of us have colds and flu right now, including myself. Um, My daughter just started kindergarten and she has been bringing home all kinds of wonderful cooties to share. So um, this sponsor is a local Northwest Ohio business. And it's owned and operated by Danielle Small. She's a certified aromatherapist, and she uses all-natural, organic, wild-crafted ingredients in her bath and body products. Now, I only promote products and services that I have personally tried and love. I am currently using the Simply Sugar Scrub and the Coco Shea Body Butter that smell good enough to eat. Every time I get in the shower, I just... Um, use a little bit of both of those and well actually I use the the body butter after I get out and it smells like chocolate it's amazing I believe it's important to shop local especially woman-owned businesses so if you're gonna try a new woman-owned business locally I suggest you try naturally simplified Um, right now if you're looking for something to help with a cold or flu I would suggest checking out their aromatherapy inhaler. They have a eucalyptus um, product that's called Breathe E. And um, I have personally used aromatherapy inhalers before and they're wonderful for sort of clearing out the sinuses before you do like a neti pot rinse. They work really great. So right now she's doing a special promotion for our listeners. So what you need to do to get on a great deal and to support this podcast is you'll want to go to the website naturallysimplified.com that's www.naturally-simplified.com to join the VIP circle and you'll receive an instant promo code in your mailbox in your email box for 20% off your total purchase And then when you check out, you use that promo code in the coupon code or promo code box. And you also want to make sure that you enter in a message to the seller, enter TT419 or mention that you heard this promo on our podcast and she will kick back 30% of the proceeds from your purchase to support this podcast. So that's a really great deal for all of us. And you can score some really awesome Christmas gifts and some wonderful products for yourself at the same time. And they're all toxic-free, so you really can't lose. Again, go to naturally-simplified.com, sign up for the VIP Circle email newsletter, and you'll receive an instant promo code for 20% off your total purchase. When you're checking out, enter that promo code in the coupon code box and then in a note to the seller, just note TT419 or that you would like some proceeds to go to this podcast and she will kick back 30% of your purchase proceeds to this podcast. Now back to the show. So can you tell us about the research and science behind how yoga actually works? Can you get into that a little bit more, maybe in layman's terms? Sure. I mean, for sure, right off the bat, any movement we do with our bodies, if you're walking or you are doing aerobics or running or lifting weights, doing some significant physical activity will increase the amount of dopamine that your brain is sending out as a chemical signal. Um, Dopamine is the neurotransmitter 
that your brain uses to send messages. And it's like the same kind of feeling um, and neurotransmitter that you get if you eat a chocolate donut, have sex, win the lottery, like all the fun things in life. And so dopamine gives you that, um, just that real rush of like pleasant feeling, probably like you were describing, Rose, having done yoga and then feeling afterward like almost euphoric. Yes, that so, describes so it pretty yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. So getting a rush of dopamine from moving our bodies is one of the brain functions um, that happens in yoga. Um, the other one I think is purpose to slow down and you purpose to focus on just one thing. Um, whether it's your breath or a certain pose, you're slowing down your brain waves, slowing down your activity, which slows down your central nervous system. So your heart rate goes down, your rate of respiration goes down, um, and that contributes overall to calm, um, having a lower blood pressure, hopefully being more peaceful and mindful, just getting that, that calm central nervous system. And then you are kind of thwarting the release of cortisol and adrenaline that might happen when you know you're driving in traffic and someone cuts you off or your phone won't turn on fast enough all the things all day that really tick us off and make us angry um it's like the antithesis you're just living in a place where you're mindful you're calming your physical self down your central nervous system brain spine which is shooting out to all parts of your body and just getting um some relief from being in a place where we're stressed out and experiencing sometimes toxic effects of cortisol and adrenaline. Um, it's super um, impactful in that way. Yeah. So if someone suspects that they are struggling with a mental health illness or, or maybe a mental health issue or just something like you said, the cold and flu, like depression and anxiety sure. type symptoms, um, should they self-treat with yoga? When and how should this be um, appropriate? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the great thing about like healthy foods and exercise. You have to really, I mean, you'd have to do yoga 24-7 for like a week and not sleep for it to be really bad for you. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so if you do 30 or 60 minutes a day, like yoga can't hurt you unless you're being foolish and pushing yourself into poses that your body is not yet ready to accommodate. But in general, it's like you can't go wrong with yoga. It's just going to benefit you. It's going to calm you, keep you in the moment, make you feel a sense of accomplishment, I think, um, over your own body because you're practicing mastery of movement. And all of those things contribute to lifting people out of depression and helping relieve anxiety. Yeah, I totally agree. And something that I really like about yoga is that it's so adaptable to the person. Um, when I was, yeah, when I was going through my yoga teacher training, um, a major part of it was about um, helping people work with the bodies that they have. The, the motto was basically, come as you are, bring the body that you have, not, not the one that you want it to be, you know, yeah, and right. that it's, it's not a contest. Um, and, a good yoga teacher should be trained in how to um, communicate with their students about limitations and um, health concerns and how to adapt poses for that person, um, whether that's talking to that person ahead of time or um, helping them during class. You know, it depends on the teacher in the class, but that's just one of the 
one of the many benefits of yoga is that you're not having to, you know, like with running, running is so hard on your body. And no matter what type of body you have, you're still having to go through the same motions as everyone else, where yoga is just such an individual thing. And it's such a great way to practice self-acceptance and just be like, okay, I might not like everything about this body, but this is my body. And so how can I move it in a way that benefits me and just accept that even if I want to make changes, and even if I do, for right now in this moment, this is the body I'm in. And so like, how can I embrace that through meaningful movement? Yeah, for sure. Um, That first yoga class that I had gone to, that was such a great class. Um, When I walked in there, I really didn't know what to expect. I was expecting Mm -hmm. probably really fit people and a teacher who was like, super tall and slim and flexible and I walk in and I I met this woman at a table who was kind of collecting money and writing down people's names and you know having you fill out this form and I thought she was just the person doing that well when everybody got in there she walked up to the class the front of the class and started teaching and she was a short um larger woman and I was totally surprised And relieved. (laughs) I was relieved because I felt like, okay, like I'm, I'm in the right place. And she was so flexible. That was, that was the funny part was that she, you know, she had this, this body type that you would not expect to be a yoga practitioner, but she was super, super flexible. She was very um, non-judgmental, very accepting, very patient. And, um, I think it just actually added to the atmosphere of like the self-acceptance thing, which I really love. Absolutely, That's awesome. Yeah. It's great for us to see people of different body types doing things. And just, I think it adds to that self-acceptance to be able to see other people, no matter what their height or size or weight, um, that they can all be part of that activity. Mm -hmm. And there are so many teachers and so many classes out there now, you know, if somebody tries one that they don't quite feel they fit in, um, try a different one, you know, you'll find one that that works. Yep. So in your therapy practice, do you incorporate any aspects of yoga, such as mindfulness or breathing techniques or anything else um, into sessions with your clients? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, as you know, sessions are only so long. And so um, I feel like it's tricky being a therapist. You get five or 10 minutes to kind of, you know, welcome and chit chat. And then you get maybe 30 minutes before you have to summarize and then work on wrapping things up and getting people other appointments. So time is definitely um, a premium. So for sure, I'm always suggesting to people that they practice at home breathing exercises, you know, mindfulness-based exercises, yoga, and I like to suggest guided meditations. So I don't know, it's kind of like yoga for your brain where you listen to someone guide you through either connecting your mind to your body or visualizing something that helps calm you down. Um, So guided meditations are great. I also like progressive muscle relaxation. Sometimes we do that in my office, especially with stressed out kids and teens. I'll have them lay wherever they're comfortable, on the couch or the floor or whatever. And I shut the blinds, and we just work from the toes up, tense and releasing muscles in order to, you know, gain a little control over the body, let them know they're in charge of their body, 
but also to progressively, slowly work on releasing tension up the body until they're in a state of deep relaxation. So I do a lot of that in my office. Cool. So have you had any really amazing breakthroughs with clients uh, from practicing these techniques that you teach? Yeah, I think probably most noticeably it's with people with anxiety. Just, um, you know, I tell people you can try yoga and think it's really cool, but if, if you stick with it and you do it a couple times a week or, you know, every day, like however much you want to, but if you practice calming yourself down and focusing on something simple like a body movement or a pose, then you're training your brain how to calm down and focus. So that when you're at work and you get something thrown at you that stresses you out, you already have the skill of knowing how to calm down and focus. So I think um, most the most successful stories I have are just people who are super anxious who are coming back reporting like, gosh, I feel like I have some control over my mind or I just feel so much more calm. Um, and a lot of people talking about sleeping better in particular, just being able to truly relax and let go because they're practicing releasing tension and stress and anxiety so often that they get really good at it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, for myself even, um, I think a lot of people have that kind of witching hour experience where, you know, they say, especially, I don't know, the creative and worrisome people of the world are all up at three in the morning. And so <laughs> there's something, yeah, there's something about, you know, you get through a number of sleep cycles and it's three in the morning and you wake up and you're kind of awake and anxious people tend to let their minds go and they start thinking it's three. Oh my gosh, I'm only going to get two and a half more hours of sleep. I wonder if I'm going to be able to fall back asleep. Oh my gosh, if I don't, I'm only have, will have gotten four hours of sleep. I will be a wreck at work tomorrow. And there's so much to do. And their brain just goes and goes and goes. Um, I know for myself, because I used to do that all the time, I had to learn and I'm like an expert at it now. I had to learn how to fall asleep even when I felt stressed out or physically or emotionally or mentally burdened um, or overwhelmed and all of it for me starts with relaxing your body because if you're stressed and you're thinking of something at least for me I always find that my forehead crunches up and my shoulders are kind of hunched up and I'm carrying tension in my pelvic floor or my stomach and if I just lay there and focus not on the things that are making me nervous but just on relaxing my pelvic floor relaxing my stomach Breathing into relaxing my shoulders, relaxing my face, and then I just go back through it again. I just check, do a body scan, check my legs, relax your booty, relax your stomach, and just keep going back and forth and just seeing where do I keep bringing tension. And I always fall asleep because I'm, I'm putting myself to sleep by relaxing. It works every wow. time. I can fall asleep now in three minutes. <laughs> Whoa, that's impressive. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I need to start doing that. <laughs> yeah, probably, you know, like I think we all run around so much that we're all tired, but still, it's knowing how to shut it off. And the only way people get good at it is by practicing. So you'll start doing it and you'll stink at it, but you'll get better the more you do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to say that I'm tired and wired. Like I'll lay down and my body's oh, wow, so tired, right? but my mind is going and... Right. Yeah, my body is probably tense, and I'm not even realizing that. Absolutely. So that's a I good mean, you know, tip. There's certain in life where you've got to let go of your body. A good example is um, when you're having a baby. If you're carrying so much tension and holding so tight, like you cannot open up your body and relax and let happen what's supposed to happen. But it's the same for sleep. 
you, you think you're sitting there just kind of going over, okay, I'll go over my day tomorrow, but you're holding so much muscular tension, you can't fall asleep when your muscles are contracted. You have to be relaxed first. <laughs> right. That, that makes so much sense. So, you know, I, I'm wondering about um, happiness for people that don't have mental health issues. I know a lot of us are, are dealing with, um, you know, like the, the anxiety and depression, like you had mentioned, but what about somebody who's kind of, you know, functioning okay, and just kind of wants to take things to the next level? And, you know, would yoga or um, techniques surrounding yoga help them mm -hmm. take it to the yeah, next sure. level I think, yeah i think um yeah especially when you're talking about it in productive or successful and taking it to the next level and whether that means find parent or being really in tune with your romantic partner or taking control of your physical health or connecting with a higher power i think so much of that can be done through mindfulness and yoga so for sure whether you you know if you don't have if you aren't struggling with mental health things, yoga definitely can benefit you because by practicing focus um, and gaining a mastery over your mind and your body, uh, I think it, it, make, it makes you better practice at getting control over things so that you can get better control over other parts of your life. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. So um, how often would you, and I know you talked about this a little bit already, but how often would you recommend someone practicing yoga to see mood affecting changes? Sure. Um, I think, you know, moderation, I think is always important. Um, this is what I think. Two to three times a week would be ideal. But what I'm finding, whether it's physical workouts with a trainer or taking a yoga or a bar class, a lot of my um, people in therapy, and I'm finding this for myself included with a trainer that I hired, just going once a week, especially for me, I go on Mondays, it sets the tone for the whole week. So even though I don't go again and do that, it's like I've set the tone, I've set my intention for the week. And so now I've taken care of my body and I've been really mindful and I've poured time into myself. And then it's just, I'm, I'm so much more empowered the rest of the week to take care of myself and take the stairs instead of the elevator and eat something healthier for lunch or decide to fast for a meal instead of eating garbage. And all of those little decisions I feel like are based off of just one simple decision at the beginning of the week. So I think you could even notice a difference once a week because it will spur other change. But if you're specifically talking about getting, you know, a change from yoga in particular, I think three times a week is probably best. Yeah, and I think what you're trying to say is that really, even once a week, you're prioritizing self care. You're setting the tone totally. for that. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's so work. hard. I know being right? a mom and partners and trying to get sleep and get your job done, and it's super hard. But um, as I look back now, and I have teenagers, um, I think about what kind mom I could have been if I was taking better care of myself and my lack of self-care I definitely think impacted the quality of my parenting it, it does for everybody but it's something mm -hmm. that you might not see until you're older and your kids are bigger so you know if there are gals listening or guys listening who have younger kids I you know it's that old cliche about um you know on the airline if the oxygen mask comes down like you cannot take care of your kids first you're going to pass out and die like you have to take care of yourself first so you can pour life into 
your relationship with your kids. And so there is nothing selfish about self-care. It's, it's one of the most important things I talk about with my clients is taking care of yourself and then self-talk, how you talk to yourself. Oh, yeah. I think you just read my mind because I was just <laughs> going to make a comment about being selfish versus being selfish. Like, right, I think right. a lot of moms feel that self-care is selfish. And you know what? The way I see the word selfish is um, self, self-care. self You know, you, you prioritize yourself for yourself. Um, you can't be anything for anybody else if you're not being there for yourself. And that's that's been a hard lesson for me to learn, too. And I'm still working on that. But yeah, um, I think I be, uh, selfishness is not a bad word and it's not a bad thing. Goodness, absolutely. No, you have to prioritize yourself and your health or else everybody will suffer because you are not taking care of yourself. I always remind, um, especially parents, especially working parents, which really every parent's a working parent. It just depends where you put your full-time hours in. Um, right. Because <laughs> I, I've done both. I stayed home for a, a big chunk of time and I've been in the workforce for a big chunk of time and both are really difficult. They just have different, you know, pros and cons. But I say, you know, don't forget if you are, you're like a bucket with the plug taken out of the bottom and you are constantly expelling energy and time. And like, can, can you fill up your bucket fast enough to replenish what you're losing? And that takes focus and commitment to put yourself first and to keep pouring back into yourself. Yes. I think you, you have to schedule it. I, that's what I've been doing anyway. I've been scheduling everything on my phone from my exercise to my relaxation time to bedtime. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it all goes on my calendar now because if I don't have it down as a task and don't plan for it, then it doesn't happen. Right. Right. So just a tip for anybody. Sometimes it doesn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But at least you tried, you know, and, and even if I have it, scheduled like like I like to go for a walk every day and sometimes I don't get out there until 20 minutes later than I wanted to so I take a shorter walk but the fact is that I went for my walk I got outside I breathed deeply I you know looked at some trees and was in the sunlight and I went I I did it anyway so you just you got to do what you got to do and do your best so, That's all you can do. Right. <laughs> so um, how can people contact you to get more information about what you do or if they would like to possibly schedule an appointment um, at the Willow Center or with you personally? Sure. Yeah. The Willow Center is my group practice and we're in Maumee at Reynolds and Dussel. Um, I've got an amazing team of clinicians, great therapists who just have such big hearts and are so good to talk to. Um, if people are looking to get a hold of us, um, I have my own webpage, which is erinwileytherapy.com, um, but our group page is um, willow-center.com, and you can find our contact info, phone number, all that good stuff on the page. Great, cool. And last but not least, this is a question that I ask all of our guests. How do you thrive in the 419? That's a great question. Um, I would say for my husband and I, I love going to restaurants that we've never tried before. And so we're always trying new restaurants. Um, 
just spending time because in those restaurants they're often family owned or you know they're smaller and they're not chains so you get to talk to people and meet people from the area and i love kind of making those connections especially when it's closer to our house we're in mommy um and just really solidifying ourselves as part of the community um being a business owner in mommy and then my husband's the president of the school board and neither of us is from here so we picked to live here we got married here in this town even though neither of us is from here so we really have chosen this as a town for our family. And so um, kind of um, planting ourselves here and then working to deepen our roots in the community has been really meaningful for us. Very cool. So are you a little bit of a foodie then? You know, to be to be honest, no, I, I try to be adventurous, but there's just some things that my mouth is like, no to sushi, like it won't do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. Like I'm obsessed with Mediterranean food, and oh I'm a yeah, fan of Mexican. Yeah, so I love mm. finding good Mediterranean places. It makes my uh, it makes my taste buds sing. I love their food, and it's so good for you too. Yes, it is. Do you have any um, tips of good restaurants we could try in Maumee the next time yeah. I'm there? Yes. I, yes. Okay. Here I'll tell you. This here's tip one is. La Fiesta in Mami is a small family-owned Mexican restaurant, and they have the best salsa I've ever tasted in my life. I get extra, and I swear I could drink it. It's got cilantro, and it's um, crispy, crunchy onions. I don't know what they do to that stuff, but it's magic. I could eat just chips and salsa forever there. Oh, I love that. Oh, it's I like. I need mm. to get the recipe. And then um, Sahara is um, in Mami also in like a little strip mall. And it's also um, family, and they make amazing chicken shawarma with this garlic sauce that's to die for. They have great food there. Excellent. I'm going to put that in the show notes because I think that's yeah. kind of a fun addition. So La Siesta yeah. and Sahara. Great restaurants. And and you always can get in. It's unlike some places to go, especially I'm not a giant fan of chains. So, you know, sometimes you go out to a bigger chain and it's like an hour, an hour and 20 or 45 minute wait. And I love going to a place where I know like within 15 to 20 minutes, we can have a table and be eating. Oh, yes, me too. Especially with two little kids who are super Hello, impatient right? and they get hangry. Yeah. Do you know that word hangry? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bring us the food now i love any place that brings right. you chips and salsa right away that's yeah, where right. we usually go <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right erin well thanks for your time and i think we got a lot of really interesting information from um this episode so thanks for being here helpful thanks for having me all right and will you come back again oh absolutely I've got tons of awesome mental health things that I love sharing. So I'd be happy to come back. I think we'd love to hear from you again. So we'll, we'll get that going. Perfect. Sounds good. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast. If you'd like to join the conversation or see pictures and videos, check us out on Facebook and Instagram under Thrive Tribe 419. You can find show notes from today's episode or listen to more episodes at tt419.buzzsprout.com or on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean a lot to me if you left a review wherever you listen to the show. 
Leaving reviews helps others find us and lets them know that we're the real deal. And it lets me know that you've been enjoying the show and that I'm not just sitting here talking to myself. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Have a great day and keep thriving.